Dr. Balaga here. This podcast is the capstone podcast on lymphadenopathy and lymphoid malignancies from an outstanding chapter written by Dr. Makiko Ben-Hofen and Dr. Jonathan Friedberg, both from the University of Rochester Medical School. This chapter is in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine, available at www.mastermedfacts.com. There's a multiple choice question at the end of this podcast. If you have difficulty answering this question, recommend listening to the previous podcast on the topic of lymphadenopathy and lymphoid malignancies and read the book. Must know fact number one of regarding lymphomas and lymphoid malignancies. Lymphomas are divided into three major categories. One, Hodgkin lymphoma. Two, B-cell non-Hodgkin lymphoma. And three, T-cell non-Hodgkin lymphoma. The non-Hodgkin lymphomas are often also classified within the context of the clinical behavior of the disease, that is whether it's indolent, aggressive, and highly aggressive. Must know fact number two, treatment recommendations for lymphoma are highly dependent on the histologic type of the disease. Therefore, expert review of pathologic specimens from an excisional biopsy rather than a fine needle aspiration is imperative prior to initiating staging and treatment. Must know fact number three, Hodgkin lymphoma generally spreads contiguously from one anatomic lymph node group to another, whereas non-Hodgkin lymphoma spreads less predictably. Must know fact number four, the prognosis and treatment of lymphomas depends on the stage of the disease categorized by the Ann Arbor staging system. Must know fact number Six, in general, Hodgkin lymphoma is treated with chemotherapy, the ABVD regimen, or adriamycin, bleomycin, venblastin, and dicarbazine, with or without field radiation. Death from complications of treatment now approximates, if not exceeds, death from Hodgkin's disease in certain stages. Must know fact number seven, indolent non-Hodgkin lymphomas are usually not curable, and in some situations can be observed without treatment until symptoms emerge when intervention becomes necessary. Rituximab, Benmustin combination, and RCHOP, which is rituximab, cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, vincristine, and prednisone, are commonly used chemotherapy regimens. For aggressive non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, treatment should be initiated soon after diagnosis as chemotherapy can be curative. RCHOP is often used for treatment of aggressive non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Must know fact number eight, monoclonal antibodies such as rituximab have made profound impact on the natural history of disease. Must know fact number nine, multiple myeloma is a neoplasm of B cell origin that results in clonal expansion of plasma cells that produce monoclonal or M protein that may cause many clinical problems such as bone pain, frequent infections, and renal failure. Must know fact number 10, multiple myeloma must be distinguished from MGUS or smoldering multiple myeloma because patients with symptomatic multiple myeloma require therapy. Multiple choice question. 
A 49-year-old man undergoes liver transplantation and is subsequently treated with immunosuppressive agents in an attempt to prevent graft rejection. After three years, he begins to note fever, night sweats, and enlarged cervical nodes. A CT scan of the neck demonstrates diffuse neck lymphadenopathy with the largest node measuring approximately 3.5 centimeters in largest dimension. What is your next course of action? A. Treat with antibiotics as he is infected due to his immunosuppression. B. Excisional biopsy of the largest cervical node. C. Temporarily withhold immunosuppression. D. Check an ANA and dromatoid factor assay. And the answer is 7B. Excisional biopsy of the largest cervical lymph node. Post-transplant lymphoproliferative disorders occur in approximately 5% of the patients with solid organ transplants. Treatments can vary from lowering the degree of immunosuppression in order to allow anti-EBV immunity to attack lymphoma cells to administering chemotherapy. Before treatment can be instituted, however, a tissue biopsy, preferably an excisional biopsy, with review by an expert hematopathologist is required to ensure an accurate diagnosis. Post-transplant lymphoproliferative disorder or PTLD should be of higher concern than a connective tissue disorder. Thus checking an ANA and rheumatoid factor answer D would not be the best answer. This podcast is derived from an outstanding chapter authored by Dr. Makiko Benhofen who is now Clinical Assistant Professor at the University of Rochester Medical Center's Wilmot Cancer Center in Rochester, New York, and Dr. Jonathan W. Friedberg, MD, who is Professor of Medicine and Director of the James P. Wilmot Cancer Center, University of Rochester, New York. He is a member of the Lymphoma Committee in the Southwest Oncology Group and serves as a principal investigator on many local and national lymphoma treatment protocols for both Hodgkin's lymphoma and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He is an attending physician at Strong Memorial Hospital on the hematological malignancies and blood and marrow transplant service. He received his MD degree from Howard Medical School. His postgraduate training included an internship and residency at Mass General Hospital. He also completed a Med-Onc and Hematology Fellowship at the Dana-Farber Cancer Care in Boston. This outstanding chapter is available at www.mastermedfacts.com and is derived from Baliga's textbook of internal medicine. The practice of clinical medicine requires connecting the dots across pieces of information. That is, it requires utilization of both verbatim memory and gist memory. Verbatim memory involves mere recollection of facts, example, causes of lymphadenopathy, whereas gist memory involves interpretation. Example, that is a very low plural fluid glucose in a patient with inflamed joints indicates that rheumatoid arthritis may be the cause of a pleural effusion. Simultaneous development of both gist and verbatim memory requires a lot of clinical experience and therefore these podcasts are best utilized after seeing an index case. To improve just memory by only seeing patients without using 
this book is like embarking on a transatlantic flight without a flight plan but merely listening to podcasts or reading books without seeing adequate number of patients is like a plane not taking off at all prospective candidates are encouraged to listen to these podcasts after they have finished a hematology oncology rotation and discussing with colleagues to get the best out of these podcasts.